Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Bam! <laughs> it might be 10 minutes or so after 9, but, you know, I kind of wanted to let people wait a little bit. <laughs> it's almost a running gag to be late for this series, but, yep, I'm still here. Just sitting back, chilling, taking it easy. Kind of like Goku watching Beerus do what he needs to do and battle the gods, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, eventually you're going to see some epic stuff, but you had to be patient a little bit. See if you're really worth all this trouble. You know, like I said in 54, you know, I'm willing to let things go, but hey, I'm not going to let you all go because it's the high time for it. It's a new week and welcome to the J-Man Show here on 360 Radio. Hey, what is going on, J360 Legion? Welcome back to the J-Man Show here for episode 162, actually. Well, how do you like that? When I took my break, I did break 160. Man, that's awesome. And I'll tell you one thing. Sometimes the numbers kind of throw me, man. I do six different shows a week, as a matter of fact. Or no, not six different shows a week. uh, Six different shows in general. Or is it? Wow. I, hmm, I need to go for seven or eight. No, no, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. But yeah, welcome back to the main state, the flagship, if you will. Welcome back to the J-Man Show, of course. And man, I'm telling you, it's been a lot of crazy times going on. I mean, who would have thought that Trump sending more and more of federal, federal soldiers over there in Portland? I didn't think Portland had too many problems, but... You know, honestly, I I don't know if this is more or less just showing off that he's a president or showing off that, you know, he's got the ability to do these things at a whim. They're not his personal foot soldiers. You understand what I'm saying? Now, what if we really had a a bigger crisis to solve? You understand what I'm saying? He's also planning to sending a bunch of them into different inner cities as a way of policing. Because I guess the old way isn't good enough or quelling the violence. Now, you got to understand, what started off all this violence in general? Was it because of police brutality? Was it because of holding civil servants accountable for the way they treat the people? Is it uh, little things like that? You know what I'm saying? You know, you, me, and other people who are in the private sector, and we do the best we can to make our lives livable, you know, we, we go through horrible day jobs or we go through like lame lame ass night jobs it could be a whole lot of different factors of what we go through and you know we have problems with people in our peer group or our families or whatever it it, it could be it could be apathetic co-workers it could be ignorant managers or bosses it could be a whole lot of things that we deal with but the last thing you would want is somebody from a civil servant sector like a police officer to come and just ruin your life. You know what I'm saying? Or any sort of incident in general. And you see, because of misunderstandings like this, 
which have contributed to the Black Lives Matter listing of those that have been slain and, you know, against their will. And we don't know exactly all the circumstances of what happened, but we do know that one person was killed in the aftermath, which led to a lot of rioting because guess what? There's There's a problem out here that people are just taking the time to ignore. And you see the thing about protesting and speaking about it can only get you so far. You see what I'm saying? So you try to go ahead and find a way to fight against this. And see, the thing is, everybody's like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Hey, how about doing the right thing and getting rid of that immunity, just wiping out that whole buddy system, and actually getting all those officers checked on certain things. Now, not every cop is bad. But there's quite a lot of them out here. And while I'm on that spiel, I just want you to know... <laughs> we, we do live in a society of imperfect people. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the times, these people kind of know what they're doing. And when you're in a high-stress situation like this... I mean, do you really follow the manual? Probably not. But it's just from time to time you think about it. One thing begets another. I mean, you think about it from time to time. Eventually, people are going to get tired of it. And as you're still, you know, sprinkling it around here to get people into their false sense of security, false sense of security ain't going to help. Lying to us isn't going to help after a while because we know the lies. And we see more than a lie. It's a problem. And you see, it's not going to get solved this summer. Hell, it's not even going to get solved next summer. It's something that has to be solved over time. And you would hope things would change and really work into the public's benefit. But after a while, the public is so screwed up right now, they don't even know what their best benefit is. So, you sit there from time to time and you're thinking that we're living in the days of 1984. Kind of. And I'm not talking about the year, I'm talking about the book by George Orwell. And I'd say kinda. I think more or less we got a mix of that with some Animal Farm. And, dare I say it, but a bit of Brave New World mixed in with um, Fahrenheit 451. And I guess you could throw Atlas Shrug in there if you wanted to, but I didn't read that fully. It's a very dry book. But the thing is, dystopian nature... It's around us, but like I said, once again, it's one of those things. We're not full-on dystopia yet. See what I'm saying? Well, I see shades of it here and there and everywhere. I just... We're not not there yet. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that you sit there and just let it happen. You just got to watch and live it day by day as usual. Now, why I say all those things is, you know, you got to pay attention to what's really going on. Before I give you some sort of escapism, because technically I'm not here to fight the good fight right now. I'm here to just go ahead and, you know, chill out J-Man style, and I have been, you know, in addition to doing what I need to do for this company, and also taking care of myself, becoming a newer version of myself, the best version of myself, I'd like to say. I managed to squash a whole bunch of things with my mom not too long ago. Yeah, you know, look. I'll be honest with y'all. Remember when I said a lot of my problems came from that? Well, one day I decided to pop over to her house. And I decided to hash it out with her. 
Now, not in the <laughs> not in the most volatile way you could think of. No, I actually was civil this time. So we, we managed to work out our differences a bit. Now, while we'll never see eye to eye, and she will never be my best friend, that's still my mom. See what I'm saying? So we worked that stuff out. But things gotten a lot lighter, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the cloud is gone. So I can go and do other things. More important things. Never have to deal with that kind of crap coming back like the almond every so often. You know what I mean? I can hear that Damien music playing and she's showing right up saying, Well, what whatever mom usually says. <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is is not because I don't listen to what she says, but I do pick and choose like a buffet. Because, I mean, there, there are times she hits the wisdom right, but then there are times where you can tell she's been watching the news a lot, and then she tries to tell you the exact same thing Don Lemon and the rest of the uh, screwed up bunch on CNN will tell you. And it's like, after a while, I was like, huh, you, you got to jack out, Mom. And I always keep telling her that. I'm like, eh, you, you, got, you got to get up out of the Matrix and go ahead and just walk around and just do some breathing for yourself. But she old, so she's not going to do that. <laughs> oh man if she ever sees this she's gonna call me up and say what are you talking about and i'll be like yeah i told him the truth and, but to be honest with you when you have like little issues like that and if you're able to work on them and stuff do work on them and do do it tactfully don't don't do it like oh yeah we're gonna end all this so we're gonna do it the most screwed up way possible and it's like uh, <laughs> J-Man told me to do it. No, no, not at all. J-Man didn't tell you to do that crap. I'm not liable. I'm just telling you what works for me. And ironically, I'm surprised it does. Yeah. Speaking of uh, dystopian day jobs, though, um, over at my day job, the good morons scheduled me on my day off and didn't tell me about it. Hey, you know how I reacted? I rolled over and went right to sleep. See, look, here's the thing. You can reschedule anybody anytime you want. You can go ahead and do all that stuff, but if you ain't tell me a damn thing about it, I don't know about it, and as far as my original way of doing things is, if it's my day off, I'm not coming up in there anyway. And what's stupid is, is that he's sending me something a day late talking about, like, oh, I needed you, boo, boo, boo. You ain't need me. You never needed me. As a matter of fact, and if he ever listens to this, Hi, stupid. I'm going to say this. You were so ready to fire me not too long ago. Just imagine the fact that you did fire me and I'm not there at all. You suffered, didn't you? Ha ha ha! In your face. Matter of fact, I'll even do that crazy old man laugh I did on the power play not too long ago. <laughs> yeah that's right that's how i feel about that stupid job i work in and truth be told i'm on my way out of it anyway but the thing is i just had to go ahead and get a couple of laughs in and and to be honest with you they deserve it because they've been miscommunication for this long i i don't see them getting any better and truth be told if i was in charge of a leadership position well wait oh my god i am leader of j360 productions I usually have my team together in a group at the same time and talk to them. 
not take them bit by bit and talk to them and stuff like 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 there's a a specialty side here or there's compartmentalization there that's the dumbness of it all and truth be told i hope to do it again to them i really do because when you do underhanded tactics like that and it doesn't work out for you you deserve it and that applies to me too if i if i do underhanded tactics like that to anybody in my team or in my staff or anywhere or even on a female-led project that I'm happily working with to produce, then, you know, once again, I deserve what happens to me, right? I mean, once again, people don't understand the idea of self-responsibility. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand the idea of when this stuff backfires, you got to own up to it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, me calling out my mom and telling her about the negligence. Oh, yeah, she's carrying that. Because that's what she did. And you see, like, the same thing about the miscommunication at this job? You ain't telling me a damn thing. It's going to be like the government. It died in office. Or it's going to be like the government. never happened. So, that's why it is what it is over there. But... You know, I just want to clear all those opening arguments out of the way because really tonight is all about the power play. And truth be told, I am glad that the power play is doing as good as it is. I am so happy to bring that series back, especially for the first run of J360 TV. You know, and not only that, the wall of shame, even though I'm playing two games from it, it feels a little lighter, you know? Finally taking steps to finish games that I never had a chance to play because... Well, after all, I am an adult and I'm doing, you know, the responsible thing in addition to actually finishing college that time. And, oh, by the way, that feels good, too. Never, ever having to say that I have to go to school anymore. Unless it's by choice. And, and, you know, there's going to be a day where I'm going to go for a master's program. Ain't going to be next year, though. (laughs) Hell no. Matter of fact, Jay is sitting back, getting ready for football season. Cause I got to see the Philadelphia Eagles win another Super Bowl. It's going to happen. I don't care what any of these so-called experts tell you or these Dallas Cowboy fans that somehow are still relevant and come out of the woodwork tell you. Eagles are winning another Super Bowl. And it's going to be, and it's going to be right around the corner. I just wanted to let you all know that double emphasis, all right? And some of you out there are probably like, no, Jay, my team going to win it. My team going to win it. Hey, whatever. It's competition. I'm just saying what what, what the truth is. The Eagles are going to win it, all right? Now deal with it. Now, going back into it, though, uh, yeah, regarding the power play, I've been playing Bioshock 1. That was the first game that was finished, and uh, it felt good getting back into that. Uh, there was a, an idea for me to go ahead and start off being the hero, but then change it to the villain. So that's that's not going to happen, <laughs> obviously, because it's over. But well, now that I have Bioshock Two, you know, I'm sitting there thinking whether to harvest the little sisters or not. And truth be told, like the ending you get, the multiple endings you get on Bioshock Two are a little bit better than Bioshock One. Because what you do influences Eleanor's behavior. So it's it's like, hmm, you, you know what I'm saying? But since, um, you know, I kind of like being a hero right now, I'm going to go ahead and just give you guys the light, you know, the light side ending. 
And who knows, maybe I could go ahead and record footage of the bad ending and share that with y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of them kind of things I'm figuring out as I go. Now, there are some epic style games that we are going to be playing. And, you know, long form, long dialogue trees, you name it. I found my copy of Jade Empire not too long ago, so. (laughs) And I haven't played that in a long time. Not to mention, uh, all three Shenmue's need to be uh, replayed. Well, actually, I didn't even play Shenmue 2 and 3 like that. I, I Actually, I dabbled in Shenmue 2 because it was on the Xbox, and I really had to go through a lot of pulling to get that. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm glad I didn't go all the way through because I knew that eventually those two games were going to get re-released. I held out for them. And as soon as they did, and as soon as all that funding went through for Shinmu 3, whew, I was ready. And the best thing I could have done was, was look at that pre-order and go ahead and pick it up the next day. Yep. I'm a fan, folks. That's how I do things. And then, of course, I got a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog video games around here. <clears throat> From the classic lineup all the way to the Dreamcast lineup. And keep in mind, he never had a Sonic CD. Well, yeah, he did. Sonic CD. I'm thinking uh, 32X. No, no, no. He did, technically. It was uh, it was Knuckles. Actually, no. What was I thinking of? Ah, the Sega Saturn. Yeah, that's right. Because it was Sonic Extreme that was supposed to come out. And they got video files and footages of that game in production. But, you know, later on, that stuff got used for Sonic's Lost World. But still, at the same time, I'm like... It's it's really a, it really says something when you got a system that's coming out, but not a lot of people behind it, not a lot of marketing going well. You don't even have your mascot on there. That's that's not cool. You know what I mean? Especially if I'm buying a Sega console, but you know me and uh, Pop didn't look at the Sega console anymore. He was looking at PlayStation One, and I and I kind of feel bad about this because I was. I wasn't really sold on the PlayStation 1 back in the day, believe it or not. Because, see, I was still in my Mario phase. And when I saw Mario in 3D, I was like, yo, I, 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 got, I, I got to get that. That, that. That's cool with me. You know what I mean? Now, as I started looking at those, uh, those $56 to $60 um, cartridges... Yeah, that kind of, and then I looked over at what the PlayStation had for, like, their stuff. Their stuff was, like, what, 30 or something, like, 30 bucks or whatever? That's when I started feeling the pinch and saying, you know what, I need to be a part of that PlayStation family. And not to mention all the multi-releases that came from them. And then I went to my cousin's house, and he had all sorts of PlayStation games. And then that's when I fell in love with that console for the first time. However, you know, I didn't jump into it until I got my PS2 because of the backwards compatibility. To which, uh, by the way, I managed to get the Xbox to be a part of the Power Play lineup. So that's more games on the Wall of Shame. Oh man, I just thought about that. And that's after telling you guys that things were light. It's like a Sisyphelian task now. You know what I mean? Like I get the rock up there, but then all of a sudden it falls out of my hands and then I gotta go ahead and bring it back up the hill again. Ah, damn. All the Xbox games are, you know what? Here's how we'll do this. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of the Wall of Shame. And then every time I play a game from the Wall of Shame, and I finish it, 
I'm taking a picture of it. And that way, like, each and every time we go through it, the pile gets smaller. Okay? We'll see transformation one way or another. But, yeah. <laughs> that has to be done. That, that's the best way to keep track of everything that goes on. If you get my meaning. But, you know, like, like when I really think about it, like... There's some other games I haven't finished beating. And I gotta stick to, like, let's see, which which one is it? Like, let's see, like, going back to the Nintendo era, I have not finished the first Legend of Zelda. But I did finish a Legend of Zelda game. And then I almost finished Majora's Mask. No, I did finish Majora's Mask. Yeah, so I finished two. But quite a lot of these things that, you know, I still need to go ahead and run through them and for those that i haven't played in a long time they count too so it's like a whole big slate for me to take care of and then of course you know since i got the xbox back on the place the power play lineup let's see and everything works over there i gotta see what i can do for the older console games that i have and that'll be next so the lineup's like huge and either way i plan on producing this series for at least like uh Let's say two more years. So, it'll be fun. And not to mention, you all get to join in the journey with me because I'm working on a way for more interaction. So, if I'm on, or whenever, you know, just pop in the chat, say hi sometime, and then, you know, we'll talk. And then later on, maybe get some online uh, feedback from you all because y'all love to talk too. I know you do. I know you all like to vocalize. Then, hey, we'll talk about all the great stuff that we used to do. However, I will say this, because of COPPA and all that other crap, even though I made sure that every single J360 uh, media sharing site says that things are 18+, plus, still at the same time, let's just be a little bit more courteous about things. Even though we do have freedom of speech, but here's how we make sure we keep our freedom of speech together. Never use actual malice, which means inciting hate or inciting... Um, Violence, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Because <clears throat> people are now getting to the point where they're cherry-picking information and they're misusing and abusing it as multiple or as plentiful as they can. And even though we smack them down and slam them one way or another, the sad part about it is, is that they're still trying to find ways to try to ruin my channel, your channel, or anybody's channel. And it's not right, because we all have the right to not only freedom of speech, but self-expression too. And I, if I don't, <laughs> and if I got to go ahead and stifle up my self-expression, well, there's no point in even doing this stuff anymore. And not only that, other people out here doing whatever they want to do. Why would you try to bother me unless I'm getting popular? You see what I'm saying? And keep in mind, popularity is a joke sometimes. But if you got people who actually respect what you do. And you go ahead and you fight the good fight against them. That's saying something. In one way or another, all these would-be uh, big-time critics need to be uh, shaken up now and again. All these big YouTubers or whatever. Like the ones that think that they're, um, you know, S-Don't Stink. Yeah. You know the ones. And I know the ones, too, because I watched them when I was a lot younger, too. So, I mean, one way or another, we all kind of knew. 
Well, not that young. You know, YouTube didn't start until, what, 2005? And how old was I then? So, little things like that. And I am totally rambling right now. And, uh, of course, I'm holding Rocksmith right now in my hand. <clears throat> so, this is the game that's supposed to make me a better guitar player, huh? So, you know something? I always did want to put Ruby on one of these shows. So, here's the idea. When I'm doing the whole Rocksmith thing, and I have a new camera, by the way. I'll go ahead and I'll take that camera, show me playing Ruby, and then I'll also have the view of the uh, actual gameplay that's going on. And then you all can get a pretty good chuckle out of that, huh? Let's say you watch me go ahead and do that. I mean, one way or another, it's all practice anyway, and you're going to mess up when you start, but it, it'll be fun to watch. I don't, I don't mind entertaining you guys that way, too. To which, by the way, I managed to find a whole bunch of stuff regarding my GoPro as well. And I have, like, I have one, I have another one I'm thinking of buying. These are older GoPros anyway, so, you know, these are things that I'm going to be using for a lot of different technical work. And then before some of y'all be like, well, you know, you could have uh, uh, bought the newer equipment and used that too if you wanted to. You know, here's the thing. I could have, but I didn't. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't. Because I wanted to go ahead and utilize some of the older stuff here. Because sometimes the new stuff, just because it's new, doesn't mean it does the functionality of what you want. And not only that, when you get the new stuff, sometimes, you know, you got to go through all this, um, you know, at the end of the day, when you get this new stuff sometimes, how can I put it? Sometimes the firmware is not as accurate as you would think. But when you have that newer stuff there, you know how it works, you know where it's set up, and you know how to go about it. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, techno, techno xenophobic here, but what I'm saying is, if that's even a word, but what I'm saying is, you know, you want to be able to use what you have and what you can have access to. Like, I still got that old uh, tape camcorder I did from, like, the early, early days, and uh, it works. Mm, it's banged up, but it gets the job done. If I ever want to do some synthwave music videos, that'd be the one I use. I mean, with it all out of sync and uh, <laughs> looking exactly like it came out of the 90s, to which it did, you know. And at the end of the day, old tech's coming back, though. You know, there's a lot of cassette players out there for sale. And, of course, you know, like, I might try to do something uh, experimental for this series. And as I should, it's the flagship, you know. Things like that. Now, speaking of uh, also... Anytime I'm doing this stuff on the power play and you guys interact with me from time to time, I'll throw up a few polls. I'll make I'll try to make the stuff as inviting as can be. You know, just little things like that. Once again, it's a process and an adventure, and it will grow into something. And since I do have the Xbox back on it, I'm gonna start doing some Halo custom maps like I used to. And then when I start doing that stuff, you, me, everybody else in the J360 Legion, we can all have a giant game sesh. What do you think? Uh, before some of y'all throw uh, Call of Duty Warzone at me, yes, I know. But I also have that on PS4, and I don't see myself getting you know, two copies of the same game. I tried that last gen. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then there's also um, the, the new gen that's supposed to be coming. I'm only going to have to stick with one on that one. All right? You know, like the, um, the PS5, for instance. 
I'm gonna try to wing a few things, see if I can get that this year. But if not, I'll just get it later on, and um, it's well worth the wait. And I, like I said, well, with the list of all the stuff I have here, you know, there's no need to rush for it. So that that's what I'm gonna be doing. Oh man, also. Yeah, I was sitting back watching a couple of movies not too long ago. This is your Slockomania thing. I'm going to say this, and some of y'all are going to disagree with me. Quite a lot of y'all are going to be like, what the hell, J-Man? Kickboxer. Yep, Kickboxer with Van Damme in it. It's on the Slockomania list. I'm sorry. I remember, like, I, I speak in high praise of it, but keep in mind this is my first time seeing it again after so many years. And, and you know what? While it isn't a bad movie, you can tell where it's uneven in places. You can tell where where it's like, you know, who exactly, what is Van Damme doing in this movie? And it's like this, like, you can say whatever you want about his acting chops, but if you look at it back-to-back with Bloodsport, Bloodsport is the superior film. Bloodsport has, like, characters blocking and... You know, every character has a direction in that. Even Chong, even Chon Lee. But you see, Tao Po and uh, and Kickboxer. He more or less, he was just like he he's not Chon Lee at all. He's more or less just a um. How, how can I put it? A brutalizing, raping jerk. That's all he is. Because you see, in this movie. He beats the crap out of Van Damme's brother, who obviously was played by another um, karate master. But at the same time, you, you could tell that he just wanted to go ahead and just end the guy's whole career. You know what I'm saying? You could tell that one way or another, he just, for no particular reason other than just being the villain. And then, of course, like, you know, you really get to know, like, the, the characters that stood out was Van Damme his teacher, and, of course, the love interest for Van Damme, who turns out to be the teacher's niece. And then, at some point or another, she gets sold into sex slavery uh, to, I guess, to shake up Van Damme so that Van Damme can't really compete like anything. In addition to, like, his brother being paralyzed. His brother gets paralyzed by Talpo and then gets kidnapped. And it's like double mumbo-jumbo at some point when you're looking at it from a screenwriter's point of view. But then again, at the same time, it's like, these are this is the 80s, and I guess they can get away with a little bit of whatever they like to. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say so, because one way or another, the plot does kind of prod along when you realize it's about Van Damme getting vengeance for what happened to his brother. However, the fighting is great. The training is, you know, actually pretty cool. But when you watch Bloodsport, though, you're like, oh, well, they're like copies of each other. If anything, I want to say Kickboxer is more or less the Diet Coke of Bloodsport. See what I'm saying? And if you're going to watch it, I will, never t- I will never tell you not to watch it. I will tell you to watch it only one time. Much like anything else. And then see what you get out of it. Because I, I remember there were sequels to Kickboxer. I remember there was a reboot. Well, not really a reboot, but there was another sequel that actually follows the first one. So to hell with all the other ones, you know that sort of scenario. But it, it's like this from time to time. When you when you look at it, if anything, you're just there for the fights because the acting is just. Ugh. And then the whole plot point where 
Taupo rapes the girl. It's just like, well, you don't see the rape entirely, but you do hear things. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, why, why do you need a raper? You know what I'm saying? But then again, I guess to break Van Damme's spirit, because Van Damme does get the crap beat out of him, as he's one to do in the beginning of the fight. But after a while, when he finds out that everything's okay and his brother is all right, he starts to awaken again, kind of like how Goku does, and then just pummels the bastard, and then just breaks him down. But at some point, you'll realize that when Van Damme did Bloodsport, he didn't stop making Bloodsport. <laughs> You know, because there's also another movie that took place a little bit later called The Quest. And it was actually directed by Van Damme. And you see, the one, it suffered from the same thing. The plot was pretty weak. But once you got to the martial arts aspect, it, it really does sit, you know, sell itself at that point. The problem is, in that movie, the fights were just so quick. You know. But if anything... No need to go any further than Bloodsport. That'll always be my number one. And if anything, uh, I leave Kickboxer up to all of you, but it's on my schlock list. See what I'm saying? But for right now, though, I'm sitting here looking at some other things. Oh, The Last Dance is on Netflix, by the way, but I've already watched it enough. (laughs) Hey, man, we were... Can you believe that 2020 was actually the year without sports there for a while? Everybody was watching documentaries. And yet, at the same time, we all have not found a way to really solve the significant problems we have around here. Well, some have, but you get what I mean. And then, of course, Unsolved Mysteries came back. So, you know, true crime is killing it now. It's just, um... Sometimes I always wonder where we go from here, because uh, I do want to bring the Cyclone back. The only thing with the Cyclone is, I'd like it to be a lot different than what it was. Because um, the way it was is just, you, you don't want to go back to the way it was. You, you feel me on this one? And I apologize for that. See, I'm using the portable setup tonight. I'm not even in the actual studio. Because it's hot over there, man. It's been well over 90 degrees over here in Delaware. And if anybody's telling you that global warming doesn't exist, they lying. Because it, it, it really does. And not only that, with all that massive heat over there, I know what I'm going to have to do tomorrow. I'm going to have to go and buy me one of those box fans so I can go ahead and have it cool off the area around there, not to mention my balls. And for those of you wondering about the J-Man's balls, well, (sighs) two of the most beautiful spheres you have ever seen in your life. (laughs) Hey, just figured I'd throw that at you, but, um... Yeah, you know, it's just a very interesting, um, very interesting turn of events. And just sitting here with the nice crosswind from the one fan over here, the second fan over there, and the AC just blowing just right on the back of that neck. Mm. I just couldn't get up and go anywhere else. And not to mention, I still got a few episodes of Community to watch. Damn shame I can't watch that Dungeons and Dragons one. You know, because, uh, reasons. But, uh, hey... It is what it is. Now, for those of you out there who are probably wondering, yes, this week was a double special. However, you're not getting episode 163 immediately after this one. Nope, because guess what? 
Behind the scenes, I actually took the time to hang out with a mentor of mine in the whole podcast game, S. Anthony Thomas. And truth be told, it was a crossover in the making of epic proportions. Shoutouts to the Yes Man. Because you know why? You guys are going to be in for something very awesome about it. And needless to say, you probably get to know the J-Man a little bit more. So, what's going to happen is... The next episode that follows this one is going to land on Friday instead. Whereas S. Anthony Thomas's crossover with me lands tomorrow. So it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, and those of you that have been asking to be a part of the Uncut Show, here's the thing. The Uncut Show is still in production, but it's by request only. So let me know via email or the hotline, which is um, the email is j360productions.outlook.com and the hotline is 240-903-1634. If you leave me a message about that subject, J360 Radio Live or JRL, or even crossover, because it is the crossover show, just let me know exactly what your ideal is, how you want to go about this, and we'll set up some times, and we'll go from there. It never bothers me to go ahead and make up some of these things with you guys. That's the fun part about it. So you all just let me know how you all want to go about that. I mean, hell, you can even guest star on the J-Man show. The only thing about it is you can't curse. All right. One show, and I'm sure some of y'all are like, well, you know, you cursed in the earlier version of the J-Man show. Well, it's my show. And not only that, that's before me and my dad had that deal at one time. So I do it out of respect for the old man. But it didn't count when I created J360 Radio Live because all bets are off. See how I made the loophole? <laughs> so, whatever y'all want to do. Uh, for those of you asking me about J360 Jams, not this week, next week. Because I still have a few people to talk to about sharing their tracks on the program. So we still have a few production things to work with on that. But so far, it's already looking good. It'll be next Friday, okay, for that. Now, outside of all that, though, um, I hope I didn't talk your ear off too much, but I hope you managed to get some insight on a few things. Uh, if you're out there in any of the inner city areas that Trump can remember or is thinking about, watch yourself, be safe, get where you need to be, because uh, uh, once again, we're still going through these same old problems. We're not out of the woods yet. So, just want to let you all know, everything's good, J-Men's back, you ain't got to worry about nothing anymore. Other than just um, keeping yourselves together from not laughing so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let me get on out of here. And uh, this is the J-Man signing off, okay? So peace. Peace.